Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles, and I'm joined, as always, by multi-Emmy Award-winning television producer Chris Cangilla. And this is a bonus episode, a big, big bonus episode for Thanksgiving week from the Satisfying Podcast. We got Nicole Ryan and Samuel Wood Roberts. We got them. And and, and Chris, it was... uh, it was something we had booked Nicole. She had something. She couldn't do the show two weeks ago. No problem. She was so nice when I reached out to her. It was a great idea to get her. And then, uh, you know, the night before we're, we we rescheduled the night before we do it, she asked if she can have some guy on from her podcast, if, if we'd want him to yeah, it goes by the name of, of Sam Roberts. So I, they were so awesome. I can't believe we got them. Nicole is as legit as they come for doing that and, and being so kind and I mean, what were what were some of your takeaways? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was one of the best. I mean, of course, we had Troy and Troy was fantastic yeah. as well. But to get, you know, Sam and Nicole, holy crap. But yeah, we prepared for Nicole. We didn't prepare for <laughs> Sam. Yeah. And it was good that we're, you know, very, very dedicated, as everybody knows, you know, Jim and Sam listeners that we know a lot about Sam already we really don't need to right. prepare too much for him. But yeah, it was just an incredible surprise. We had to kind of run and gun. And they were so generous with their time. We even did an extended uh, recording with them and, and did a whole full length, almost an hour long show. So that's mm-hmm. something that we're excited for you guys to share and with us here in a minute. And uh, my take is I really enjoyed listening to Sam sing praises of Nicole because, you know, how she started and you learn about that. And then just, you know, that she's a star, man, and that he thinks her potential is still on the rise. And, uh, and so they have a really cool relationship and they're very tight and uh, you get to see that here in this uh this interview yeah absolutely for sure i i love you know i love the gym talk i i love that not just sam but nicole kind of pulled back the curtain and be like you know he's he's funny he says these things but he is he is a great guy like anytime he goes anywhere or, or goes somewhere with people he makes sure everyone's okay super kind and generous to everyone it's not surprising you know we, you know i i got to know him a little bit and certainly sounds that way on the radio too so that was great and then also more with Jim, you know, I, I asked Sam about, you know, if they're just kind of testing this out or or if he thinks him and Nicole might be the future because we've heard Jim say multiple times that he's not going to do the show. And I'm just going to say now that Sam gave tremendous insight into Sam's thoughts on the future and, and how he's thinking about it now. So just a, a great answer from him. Great hour from them, too. Again, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So just with their time and just so, so great. It, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, and I also was very uh, interested in in knowing, you know, Nicole's an open book and has her kids and family all over Instagram, but we never see anything about Sam's family and his wife. And I definitely respect that privacy for sure. And he gave us some good insight on that. And uh, I was interested in, in learning that myself. So yeah, without further ado, let's just get into it, man. Let's get to Sam Roberts, Nicole Ryan, satisfying in the town square. Somehow we we did it. We have both hosts of the Satisfying Podcast here, of course, Nicole Ryan and Sam Roberts. And Nicole gets top billing on the Jim and Sam Town Square podcast because she recruited Sam Roberts for this <laughs> uh, episode and interview. Thank you guys so much. How's it hey. going? Welcome. Yeah, Thanks it's great. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to jump in. Nicole, you should always talk first because you have top billing. 
Yes, I have top sure. billing. I am more important than you. I don't want you to ever forget that, Sam. In all aspects of life. <laughs> so let's jump in here, guys. How did, how did you guys become friends? I know working together, but how did that happen? God, I, I mean, I was at the front desk um, at Sirius. Um, I was their receptionist for like, I don't know, maybe a year or so before I started doing stuff on air. And I feel like we just met that way, right, Sam? Just like when I was at the front? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't, when were you it's all blurry? It's all very blurry. It was early on though. I mean, Nicole was like, and I'm sure, you know, you guys go back a long ways with O&A. Like Nicole, I mean, was one of, if not the first person that I became friends with when we went over to Sirius, like really early on when like O&A came over to Sirius and all the like, serious people that had been there were giving us dirty looks and everything. I, yeah, there was just something about like Nicole instantly enjoyed, I think the chicanery that started happening. I did the idea that like there was this sort of thing going on that, that serious didn't like the people who worked there didn't love that we were there, but also we enjoyed the fact that they were upset by it. And I think Nicole, enjoyed the whole dynamic of that happening. And I picked up on that pretty quickly. But she fit yeah. right in with the uh, whole thing yeah. that you guys had yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah, they. but I did have a love-hate relationship with ONA. Like there was times when like we really like got along and there were times I'd be on the air doing my show and I would hear that they were talking shit and I would like bust on in. Like, I feel like I did that multiple times because yeah. <laughs> someone would always text me and be like, they're saying this. And then they would I mean, all like cower the second I walked in. Like we didn't, we didn't mean anything by it. What do you mean? Yeah, I wonder. Who could it have been that texted you? Like, who was at that show that just loved stirring shit more than anything on the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who it could have been. been. I have no idea. Probably Jim. Nicole, is that your personality, though? Like, you were, you know, that was an intimidating place. Obviously, we've heard Sam and everybody talk about you have not just the way they could kind of talk to each other or or talk to guests, but all the comics that come in, where you're just like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like that's, yeah. there was no intimidation factor for you ever? I've never really been someone who gets like offended easily, thankfully. Um, and yeah, like I don't like the awkward and the discomfort quite as much as Sam does, but I can appreciate, I did appreciate what they were doing and I appreciate people who do that type of comedy. But yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like there, when I first started working there, there were things that were happening that would like never fly today. Like, like wildly inappropriate, like people saying and doing things that they should have not been saying to me or doing near me or around me. Um, but I, I just, just, I just went with it. I just went with yeah, it. Yeah, I think I, that's, and, and I think that's why Nicole has gotten along so well in every iteration of whatever we're doing. Cause I've never met anybody who is just reacting in the moment. There's no sort of thought of, oh, you know, should I be deeply offended by this? Or like, what's the real meaning behind this? Yeah. Or why are they saying it's just like, oh, they're talking about me. You know what? I better go confront them on this. And like, yeah. it's just, whatever's in the moment, whatever's happening right now, you're getting a real truthful reaction. And then she lets it go. And yeah, I, there's no beautiful. filter, right? Like Stan None. always says, Nicole, you need to learn to take a beat. I do not ever take a beat. <laughs> I just react mm -hmm. and whatever happens, happens. You know, it's funny because Nicole, we love when you pop in the show. And it, it's so great that you guys have started this new podcast because when you pop in the show, you're doing your other show anyway. And you have to kind of run back. Like, okay, I can only right. spend some time with you guys. And, and then it's like hit and run. So 
it's great to uh, to do that. Now, you you worked with Sam a little bit during Sam's night show, right? Did you guys do some stuff together then? Oh, yeah. He dragged me in until midnight every week. I'm like raging pregnant. He couldn't have cared less. Um, he just was like, you're going to do radio with me because it's awesome. And I don't care if you don't want to do it. So imagine how much fun it's going to be. That's what it was always like. Right. That's yeah, what he would say like, to me. It's imagine how much fun like you'll be exhausted. And also like it was before my wife and I had had kids. So like there was no pregnancy empathy because no, it, well, it hasn't happened to me. So like, you know, what do I I don't care. Like, you'll be fine. You'll be People fine. get pregnant and they yep. do fun stuff like it'll. It, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a good time. That's the thing that you're not focusing on. Well, well, it'll be great and should go. Well, yeah, but you're on till midnight. So I'll just stay until like 10, 10, 30. Like, go, nah, but nah. imagine how much more fun yeah. it would be if you stayed all the way to midnight. Yeah, and, and I did. And, you know, we did always have fun. And like, I think we realized very quickly that we did have sort of like, I don't know, Sam and I have a friendship that I don't have with like anybody else in my life, like not even my husband. Like he's very, we just have a special connection. We make each other laugh. He, I don't know, our conversations are unlike anything that I've ever had with anybody else. They just are, they're magic. <laughs> Nicole, it seems how like do you he's go able to, I'm sorry, Scott, no, it seems like he's able to pull things out. I mean, you're an open book for the most part, but he still yeah. seems to find the thing, the little nugget and, yeah. and pull it out. Always, always Scott? gets a nugget. Always getting those nuggets. Uh, nuggies. 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 Nicole, uh, how do you go from, being at the front desk to on-air talent. It's not a very easy transition that a lot of people make. How long did it take? How did it happen? It took way too long. Um, I mean, you know, maybe like a year and some change. It took way too long. That's not like, too long like, at all. <laughs> like that's a normal career path for anyone. Like, oh yeah, right. most people yeah, go how, front Sam, desk. how long did it take you to have your own show? I mean, are you kidding me? The fact that like, yeah. the fact that I was friends with Nicole, even though she went from the front desk, like that's, like I'd be ragingly jealous of anybody except for Nicole, because for whatever reason, I was like, like, she's the only person that I would ever go. Yeah, of course she should be hosting like the biggest morning show on the platform. <laughs> like you guys were dumb to keep her on the front desk. I mean, Sam, the thing is, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Sam, I mean, it sounds so corny, but did you recognize her talent? Do you think that, okay, man, she's, she's got it. I've you been know, obsessed. I mean, yeah, I've been obsessed with Nicole from the minute that I met her like I mean like from the minute that I met her until right now I still feel like nobody's recognized how talented she is and what her potential is yeah I mean yeah I, I still right now think that people only get like a surface level of like oh yeah I get that she's funny or oh I get that she's a little outrageous like I don't I still think people don't understand what we're dealing with here Sam, I paid him to say that. Love you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it was very weird because the whole like XM had been around for so long, then Sirius starts. And when I got there, that was like pre-stern, pre like everything. So it was still building. I think they only had like a couple hundred thousand subscribers. So it was like this little rinky dink place. It was not really cool yet. So I kind of got in there and they were like piecemealing things together. So like imaging guys would call and be like, hey, can you like raid this sweeper for us? Or can you read this copy for this thing that we're doing? And so I would do that. And then if they had no one around, they'd be like, hey, can you come on the show and just give us a girl's point of view, you know, about this topic that we're talking about? So I would do things like that. And it sort of got around that, like I was willing to, um, I, you know, I was there. I wanted to work like in like marketing or like PR. That's like why I took that job. It was not planning to be on the air. Yeah. And then I became friendly with like all these guys and, and a bunch of other hosts and they needed a girl for the morning show. So I said, 
okay, I'll try. They were, I was like, I don't know how to be on the radio, but I'll give it, a, I'll give it a shot. And, so and now, and now, right? Like that's like, oh, okay, I guess. And now when Sirius XM does, I mean, their biggest media event in years, announcing the next chapter in the company. Who's the voice that introduces the CEO of the company? Hey, Ooh. this girl big right deal. here. It's a big nice. deal. <laughs> Huge deal. So tell us about how Satisfying came about, how you guys kind of thought about it. I know obviously you're friends and you love doing radio together. Tell us a little bit about that, Sam. Uh, well, we've we've been talking, we've never stopped talking about doing stuff together. And it's always been like, yeah, at some point, like even when we were doing the night show, I mean, before the night show, right? When it was like the after show and it evolved into me doing Friday afternoons on ONA's channel. It was always sort of this thing, me and Nicole, me, Nicole and Who Kid, that's always been the trifecta. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Who Kid in the lobby and it was, it always goes back to like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing with Nicole now. And he's like, oh, you are? Oh, next time I'm in New York, just tell me. Anyway, like there's just <laughs> this, there's just this thing that exists there. Um, but we had been, I mean, it's just always a conversation, right? And and the people in our lives, like Nicole's husband is like, yeah, you guys just need to do something together. And my wife is just like, yeah, you guys just need to do something together. And so we were just talking about things we could do. And it got to the point where I was like, look, I have a studio. Like, if you really do want to do something and like commit to the time it's going to take, I'm 100% down for that. And she immediately was like, yeah. I'm 100% down. And real quickly, it was like, let's take a few weeks to just do shows and kind of figure out what it is as we're doing it and then launch our own thing. And and that's that's what we did. Mm, so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, homie? Genuine. Also, nobody says foches, foches. <laughs> Who says it? Like, no one in, I can't think of one human that would ever let that come out of their mouth, like, naturally. No, even when it was, a th like, the beginning of the foches movement, and nobody would have said foches, foches. Right, you do one foches. You don't need a double. Plus, it means for sure. Right. So, so that's not a for sure contextually, moment. Contextually, no. And I, I feel like it be it became satisfying, like it became that quicker than I thought. I thought we were going to have like a little bit more of a like a developmental phase. And there really wasn't. It happened yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I guess the big question, Sam, and I know you're not one to wait around, but we've heard we've heard Jim uh, double, triple, quadruple down on the fact that he will not be renewing his contract. <laughs> is, this, is this something that you guys have talked about? Maybe it could live over at Sirius and, and it could kind of be your your main thing, Sam, or, or is this just, you know, it makes sense for you guys to do a podcast. You're just kind of trying it out now. I mean, no, I'm no. coming for Jim's job. Clearly, <laughs> right. this is what I'm positioning myself to right. do. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head when you said I don't like to wait around. But I also, I mean, as anybody that has followed me knows, like doing a lot of different things. And I don't like, like, I like just seeing like, okay, this is going to be great. Let's see where it leads. When they, when I was doing the night show and they were like, Hey, would you want to do a show with Jim? I was like, yeah, okay, let's see. Let's see what happens here. Like, that seems like, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't I do that? Let's see where it leads. Now, Jim is quadrupled down on that. But as you know, from listening to the show, that's also like one of the things that I like to do. Like Jim makes these like emotional, grand declarative yeah. statements. And then instead of going like, whoa, I don't know if you mean that. I'm like, like 
when he's like, no, I hate Phil Williams. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and like, you could hear him within the conversation going, I don't know if I hate him. And I go, no, 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 no. So you, you said, said you yeah. hate him. And that's the reality that we're in. So, I think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the reality is that we still have 14 months left on the deal. It's a three year deal. There's over a third of the deal left. We're not nearing the end of the no, deal. No. So like the idea that I'd be planning something now for a reality that doesn't exist is, you know, not the way that I do business. You know, Nicole is also already on a very successful morning show. That's not the way that she does business. And that was a conversation that we had. It's like part of this is like I like creating things on my own, you know, and, and Nicole is like always been like, yeah, that's the best way to do it. And so we kind of go like, let's let's create this show and then just see where it goes. Like there's a world where we do Jim and Sam for the next 10 years mm -hmm. and Nicole and I are also doing this show for the next 10 years. There's a like it's 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 one of those things where where for me, you know, I I feel like the best way to to play this game is just to do all of this stuff yeah. and then see what lands, not go, Agreed. okay, Nicole, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be I cuz because I mean, dude, like when you look at the track record of both of us, Right. When you look at where I came from to where I'm at now, to where Nicole, the story that she just told you, the idea that either of us could know what anything is going no. to look like 14 months from now, it's impossible to know. But what we do know is that we want to do a show and that it's going to be awesome. So let's just let's just do the show. Let's just do yeah. it. It just yeah. sounds like you take, you know, you take advantage of opportunities. Right. And that's that's really how you both have. Plus, it's like. I built this whole studio. I, I, yeah. put, Gotta I use it. sunk right, all this yeah. money into building this stupid studio in my basement. Like, well, you should do some shows in it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got to tell you guys, I am so thankful and I owe it to you. It's made it into my vernacular. Twix. Oh, Twix. Twitter Twix. and X. I credit you guys all the time. That's what yeah. we're going to call it is Twix. Yeah. So thank you so much for You're so welcome. Getting You're so welcome. I also got to say the name satisfying. You guys are really onto something. I, I think I've heard you talk about it where it's it's just something kids say now. Like I it's caught, I have three kids. So yep. it caught me off guard. My uh my sister's visiting from out of town and my daughter, she's eight now. She brought home this slime. Either slime. That's yep. My kids. Her, her, and she's playing with the slime and she just turns to my sister and she goes. So satisfying. So satisfying. I'm like, what? How do kids talk now? Yeah. That's a perfect name. Perfect name. Yeah. And Nicole just said it anyway during our podcast, not even talking about this pot, your podcast. She yeah. just said, it's just really satisfying. And like, it's yeah. in the vernacular of, of everybody. Yeah, yes. we weren't sure about it. We kind of marinated on it for a second, but it can't like the first pilot episode that we did. I think we some, somehow said something about status. Oh, yeah, we were watching something, something on YouTube. We were watching and, the, the ranch sandwich girl. Yes, Ugh. yes. And I was like, so, I, something about so it being satisfying. The and then we kept saying it. What a weirdo she was, right? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. We we settled on Town Square really quickly. Oh, I mean, did it you? Was, Scott said, what do you think about Town Square? I'm like, yeah, of course, it's perfect. It's where we're going to drag everybody to. Right, you're right. And it makes me say every single that's why I say it on the air so much now. I think about you guys <laughs> like going to town with it. Cause when, <laughs> when Neil deGrasse Tyson just goes, bring him into the town square, I'm like, what are you talking about? Troy was so upset. What? That's the one of the yeah. things that makes it so funny is Troy was so upset by that. I'll drive by a city and they'll say, you know, come to the town square. I'm like, oh, God. 
It's our town square. You know what that that is cool, but you know what's so lame is we have um Sirius XM town halls, which I always thought was so lame. We're doing an event with like some cool artist or some cool celebrity or actor or something, and it's supposed to be like this fun event. It's a town hall. I feel like that's so like right because it's not even there's not even irony like there's irony to town square there's irony to satisfying like town hall you're just like it's just a great name and you're like what (laughs) yeah are there layoffs like what's going to happen with the company exactly (laughs) exactly um sam i wanted to ask you and and nicole as well about dennis the 70s menace and i know i appreciate sam affinity for for dennis and i guess Mm. uh nicole if you want to start i'm just curious about your relationship with Dennis, what you've thought of him over the years, your interactions. Is this Dennis Falcone we're talking about? Oh, yes. (laughs) I always could appreciate Dennis until I announced that I was uh, pregnant on air for the, when I had my first child. (laughs) It was the best conversation. It was, this is the single greatest conversation that I've ever been a part of. I'm still like quite incredulous that it actually happened. Like it almost feels like it was a dream. So I get out, I've been keeping this bump like hidden. I think I didn't, I think I waited until I was like five or six months pregnant to tell anybody. And I come out, I'm feeling like relief and I'm walking to the kitchen to get some water and Dennis goes, listen, congratulations. I heard you just announced you're having a baby. You shouldn't have done that. Cause <laughs> what if you have a stillborn? And I was like, what? Because- who says that? Who just like says that? Like it just rolled off his tongue. Like he was asking like what I thought of the weather. And he goes, he goes, he goes, you know, I worked with somebody who, uh, yeah. uh, he, he decided to make the announcement. He decided mm-hmm. to make the announcement on the air. And then, and then, you know, he and his wife went in to deliver the baby. And the baby was stillborn. Stillborn. And you're like, what are you? I, 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 <laughs> Thanks that, for putting that in my say. head. You don't say that to a pregnant woman. No, you don't do it. no. I'm always so careful about what I say to pregnant women that I usually yeah. don't talk to them at all. Cause I'm so terrified. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I couldn't even get mad. I just laughed and I kept walking. I just was like, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. So. Yeah, that was one of the last interactions I had with him. Now it's just a quick <laughs> high, but I can't bear to talk to him for much longer than that. That's for you. <laughs> oh, thanks for that reminder. Yeah. Um, Chris, before uh, before you ask your your next question, I, you guys, you know, you guys were talking about quite a hot topic on the Satisfying Podcast. Um, you guys were talking about obviously uh, People Magazine sexiest mm. man of the year, Patrick Dempsey, and I don't I don't know if you guys uh, knew this, but we have um, there's actually a a cover boy on the podcast. There's uh, someone who is who is uh, quite a quite a snack. Chris, do you have a do you have a certain oh, visual on. that you could share? I want to see. I don't. I don't know if you have that. Stop That's it me right when now. I was seventeen. Stop Whoa. it. Is that like a teen beat? Teen magazine. I have no words. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. shouldn't because it's embarrassing. Thanks, Scott. Oh, oh yeah. Um, that's a framer. I think you should frame that. There's some other... Oh my gosh. And then they, I, uh... I thought I was cool for being on the cover of a Fuji film VHS tape, but <laughs> there you, you go. just blew me out of the water, man. Oh, look at that it's... girl. She's Sorry. all for you, dude. There you go. So, you know, it's it's funny because I saw I read I listened also to you when you're talking to Rich about him being on a Tiger Beat in your other podcast, Nicole. So I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, been in. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. No. it's very embarrassing, but way it, sexier it, than Rich, dude. Way sexier. Chris, uh, <laughs> Chris beat out Superman for that cover. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, that was the craziest Dean, thing. Dean Kane beat him for that. Dean Kane was in this, this is contest. All true story? Yes, this is all true. Yeah, Dean Kane was in this contest. So when when uh, I was following him on Twitter and he uh, he mentioned something and uh, I said, well, you know, I did beat you and and I put the little thing. I had the. He goes, 
where's that from? Because there's a photo of him and I in it too. And he's like, where's that from? What are you doing? I go, dude, you're Superman. Relax. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> We have this teen magazine cover. That's so crazy. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk to you about the podcast too. And 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 we'll kind of transition into your family, Nicole, because Sam didn't know you're coming, but this is great. I loved, we have love for your, for your husband, Matt, of course, but I don't know if you remember this, but this made me laugh so hard. I'm just going to see if I can replicate it. Seven. Oh my gosh. You remember that, Sam? He was oh, walking yeah. around with a seven on his shirt and yeah. kept on just, well, he didn't, he bought a new shirt. We were going to like this like swanky restaurant with a bunch of friends. And he's like, I want to go get like something new, like feel good when I go out. And I was like, all right. And he comes home from like Bloomingdale's or something. And he puts it on, he comes out. He's like, huh? And it's got a giant seven on it. But I think he thought it was like supposed to be like this cool, like graphic, like swish or slash. I don't know. So <laughs> I couldn't stop making fun of him. And he just, I just kept videotaping him. And he just <laughs> kept telling me all of the mathematical equations that came out to seven. What's 123 minus 116? Seven. What's 49 divided by seven? Seven. <laughs> Such a nerd. Seven. Such a yeah. Seven. No, but we love, you, you know, your stories. I mean, you really cracked us up recently with the whole ta Taylor Swift movie night and that debacle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the car that you got into that wasn't I yours get into it i tried to steal it apparently broke into it, <laughs> broke into it. just because it's yeah. not locked doesn't mean you could just go into somebody's car an accident. A, an he an broke accident. into it and car. then the garbage bags with keaton uh, keegan uh putting them down the, the old chute and incinerating them the, the thing Great that stuff. got the thing that got me there was that sam was like I was like, isn't that a crazy story? He's like, it'd be so much better if it actually all got burned in the incinerator. Like my kid thought he was taking out the garbage. There was laundry in there and he threw it down the garbage chute. Oh. And all Sam could think of was, it would have been so great if all that got burned up. Like that's like, where his head went. Cause it's like, how could this go wrong? Like imagine if this happened. Yes. And then that's one of those, like, like the clothes are in garbage bags. Like imagine if the kid was trying to be helpful and he just threw out all your clothes. Like imagine. Like, that would be so hilarious. And then when you find out, oh, my God, like, I think about it, like if I had been there and I told you this, Nicole, like if I had been there and went like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he just went in the hallway with those bags. Like, I try to be quiet and like yeah. not move a muscle because I don't want to disrupt the flow of time and space that is allowing <laughs> this amazing thing to happen. And then he's like, yeah, like in the most helpful voice, like and I took out the trash. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. God forbid you said, hey, little guy, you don't that doesn't go in the garbage. No, let's just sit and watch him torture his parents. And oh. I took out the, and he said he did the right thing and he thought he did the right thing. So proud. So fucking proud. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. Glad you enjoyed that. Awesome. Speaking of uh, a family, Nicole, this I think I speak for a lot of Jim and Sam listeners when when I say that we did not see this tough friendship coming. This is it's caught us caught us off guard. And, no. you know, we just don't know what to make it. We've heard we've heard for a while. I feel like at least a year. Sam has said when Travis laughs, when when they're talking about uh, Matt, Matt wants to beat him up. And now now everyone's out together having drinks, yeah. having laughs. Yeah. How does yeah. how does this happen? How how I, how did this mingling uh, occur? I knew always that Matt Biggins and Travis Heft needed to love each other. I didn't know that it would turn into this much of a love fest. This, I mean, what I, 
they were joking in DMs and then they were kind of like, yeah, let's get together for some drinks. It was kind of a joke. And then all of a sudden we had like a dinner on the on the calendar. And like I always loved his wife. I always thought uh, she was awesome. So we made it a date to go out. They left best friends like they they talk all the time. Uh, they I mean, they're from the same town. They grew up in the same town. Right, they're not best friends, but they're, they're friendly <laughs> now. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't see it coming. And I don't know. It's It's OK. It's never too late to make new friends. Right. That's true. Yeah, but there's also this. I mean, part of it, I think, is like the biggins have this like uh, uh, love, hate vibe. Like there's just always a, a, a an extreme. Right. Yeah. And it's always either an orgy or a fight ready yeah. to break out. Correct. So I think that like the idea he does want to beat up Travis, but I think yeah. it makes him also want to love Trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like he right. wants that energy. Like I've been, we did a thing with the three couples. Yeah. My wife and I, Travis, the, the Tefts and the Biggins, and we were all together. And like Travis started needling Matt, mm. like the Watch way he right does right. on the air. Like he turned into that, that snide, like, and yes, he was, he. Like, and he was like, Matt, you really think that? Matt, do you really think that? He was <laughs> like, so butthurt. Matt was I, getting like legit pissed. Furious. Hey. I have a question, though, on that. Do you think that Travis feels more safe, Sam, because you're thuggish now? You know, people think Such you're thuggish. Thug. Yeah. Might be the, thug. Might, that maybe might, you're going to protect him. Might be the thuggish thing. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> a comment I've gotten. I've lived by it. Yeah, I'm, you're investing I, in it for sure. You may be on to something there. I think that might have been what led to Travis's comfort. For you're sure. everybody's security blanket, apparently. Yeah. I That's mean, true. You protect people. That's true. I'm you're a very a protector. I'm a very comforting force to have yeah, around you are sure. you are i agree i just i love the the confirmation that the biggins do walk on that line between yeah. violence and romance and either mm. could happen yeah right. mm -hmm. it's always been like that and it's weird because he sam said it so many years ago and it's just proves to be true time and time again like we hadn't hung out in a while and they were over and he just was like yep see th there it is it's just always like that there's it's this moment there's this moment where like like you're in the Biggins apartment and like, you're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> For multiple reasons. Something's For multiple like reasons. something's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Something's going to happen. And like, I look at my, I'm, this is our cue. Like we got to go because something's going to happen. Well, something usually does. And, it, oh, and, and both of those things have happened, like not a true orgy, but there's been like a good amount of sexual things that have happened in this home and maybe not with just Matt and I. So between that and there's definitely been fights because we're booze hounds. I mean, he's not wrong. He speaks the truth. <laughs> you know, along those lines, it seems like Sam may get up and leave a conversation if it's at his house. I can't right? that. I can't. So, yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's just knowing when it's time to go, Sam, is what you're pointing out that, yeah, it's time to go. And you just wish maybe some of your guests would know this time to go too. Yeah, like I, I, uh, I'm a big proponent of if you want to avoid step four, avoid step one. Mm -hmm. You know, and I tell this to Hot Dog in a professional capacity. Like he's like, "Oh, I got to do this, I got to do that." I'm like, if you had just said no yeah. from the beginning, then you wouldn't be stuck in this mess to begin with. So yeah. like, I'll know, like, like I'll kind of in a conversation go like okay i see every conceivable direction this could go i don't like any of them i think i'm out i'm done I'm, I'm i'm all i'm all set so it's if it's it's somebody else's place then yeah then that's the moment where i'm like we gotta get out of here if it's my spot then 
I got to disappear for a bit. I Dude, gotta, if I if you if I, I was married split. to you and we had people over and then yeah. you just got up, walked away and went into the bedroom and put your feet up and watched television, I would murder you. I would <laughs> I would end you. That is so not okay and I feel so horrible for your wife. Okay. Well, big deal. Okay. I think you should feel like she's a very lucky person. I mean, she's lucky and for many reasons, but that reason that is just not okay. It's like, just one of the doing? it's one of the costs of doing business. <laughs> Well, you know, Nicole, when you go over to Sam's house, you leave the door open while you go to the bathroom. So, I mean, it's it's, it's just it happened, you bring things into each other's lives. It happened once, okay? Um, <laughs> I can't promise it's not going to happen again. But I just like, I don't know. I'm so, he's my he's my my comfort. He's my comfort. Yeah. He's comfort. He's your I family. Just, he's my family. I literally just well, I was like, all right, I'll be right there. I just got to pee, and I just went in the bathroom, sat down like I was in my house, just like door wide open to the bathroom and to the bedroom that I was in. I mean, anybody could <laughs> right. come in. A kid. Sam, Jess, sure. I mean, the guards down. The guard is down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you decide to shower there. Just make sure you lock the door. That's all. No. Why should I lock it? <laughs> Don't even. Not everybody's welcome. <laughs> Don't everybody's even. Welcome. Don't even. I want to ask you both, especially you, Nicole, because I guess we don't, we're, we're not as privy to your relationship with Jim as Sam's. I feel like so much has changed for mm -hmm. Jim. I, I think for the better in the past, you know, year or, or, or so. What's, what's your relationship been like with Jim over the years? You know, Jim was like, Oddly, not like ONA, where they could be like not hot or cold, but they would like you know I would they were either like torturing me like I was like a little sister, or being like super complimentary, or just being fucking dickheads. Mm -hmm. Jim was always like like he was just always like sort of neutral, always super sweet, always asked like once I had like how you feeling when I was pregnant, like how were the kids, always asked like seems interested. He was always just like oddly sweet to me, oddly sweet to me, and I'll never forget the first time he said something in the elevator to me, and I was like, oh he knows me. And then I was like, and, and then I, I was saying to Matt, who's obviously a fan, I was like, I was talking to Jim today. And I was like, he's like really nice. He was like, really? Like, he just always goes out of his way to like, to chat. And and maybe it's not an act. Maybe it is. I don't know. And act like he cares about what's happening in my life. He's no, always right. been sweet. He's always it's been weird. Sweet. Like of that, Jim is like the most normal, like well-mannered person. He really is. And he does oh. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think he gets a kick out of our stories. I think he gets a kick out of Matt. I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, well, it's fun. He lets you know that you're a good girl for many reasons. But yeah, he, he likes you as well. I'm a very good um, girl for so but, many reasons. Okay, all right. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice. And Sam, we just, we love your interaction with Jim of late because we call him domesticated Jimmy, you know? Yeah. He's, it's unreal. His, his life has changed so much and, and you know, and, and just how he's, compulsive but still in this domesticated thing so he's buying you no know, 14 alarms for water in his house he's buying all these cameras he's he just does the posters my goodness you know everything's to the extreme and and yet he kind of just wraps it all up in this sweet guy that just wants to take care of people and and, and really actually likes people yeah i mean i think that that's a good uh observation because uh, you, uh, whether you like me or don't like me like the the I've always been very interested in the stuff that I find interesting. So it's like when I find something interesting, I want to just sit there and unpack it for yeah. hours and hours and hours. And that's why if it's like Nicole is like one time I had sex with a guy on a rock in Central Park. I'm like, we got to talk about this for hours and hours and hours. But it's not because it's like, ooh, an outrageous story. Like when Jim's like, I have 18 flood alarms in my apartment. I'm like, <laughs> we, I don't ever want to stop talking about the amount of flood alarms that you have in your apartment. Like, I don't want to stop talking about the idea of Jim being on Facebook bidding on kiss posters. Like, it's not like it doesn't I don't need it doesn't have to be outrageous. Just like 
interesting because it's like like Jim kissing a stuffed animal before he goes to sleep at night is <laughs> well, like about- the most. It's like it's the greatest story I could ever hear. Like, tell me more about that. What about Jim when he? My think my favorite Jim story ever is when he wrote a letter of complaint to like to the CEO because he was unhappy with the product. Are you, you talking? Said, you said for a year. Rigidity. Say it again. <laughs> Predictable corporate rigidity is yes. in the letter. Yes. I mean, I would put that on a T-shirt. That's why I bring it up so often. I'm like, and anytime he's got a problem with anybody, I'm like, Jim, do you think the problem was predictable corporate rigidity? And he goes, No, I don't think it was a problem this time. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's the, the idea that, like, yeah, if if Jim were like, look, dude, for the whole three hours today, we really are only going to talk about me writing letters of complaints to businesses. I'm like, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yes, please. Like, Mm -hmm. I have so many questions. So, you know, we're talking about families and Nicole's family. Now, Sam, you're very private with your family, which we all respect that very much. You know, Um, has that changed over the years? Have you ever like thought, well, maybe I could show a little bit or you just really want to keep that, you know, personal? No, I mean, it'd be fun. Like, dude, my phone, like the stuff that I post, like my phone is so full of kid pictures like my like it is odd to me because like the vast majority of my life is like family stuff right and i and and then it doesn't come up but i think that that's better like the reason that i'm private about it is has everything to do with them it's like nothing to do with me like i you know i don't i don't care but i know that i wouldn't like if people were voicing opinions positive or negative about people in my family. And so, and and they'd have every right to if I chose to make it public. And I also really strongly feel like I, I don't want them to have to deal with that, right? Like I don't, especially the kids, it's like they didn't sign up for that at all. So, you know, if the kids get a little older and it's something that they want to do and they want to get on social media and they want to start doing stuff, then- yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. no. I, yeah. And I also think that uh, boundaries are a good thing. I like boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> like, I, I like that I can go upstairs and, and like hanging with my family is not anything about. You have any- separate worlds, you know, yeah, like, you really yeah, have and- your entertainment world and then you have your family life. You know, my kids are grown my my youngest is is a, a senior in college so it's, it's we didn't grow up with the you know the whole having them on social media stuff i you know i, I do put them on now so they probably hate me more but <laughs> you know it's 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 an important thing now i gotta ask you though i think i saw the first picture of jess recently when all the couples went out and stuff so it just is it something that she doesn't want to do um being kind of no, I, mean, I i think uh she doesn't have any desire for or against, right? Yeah, like she's kind of like what else? Yeah, she doesn't stand to benefit in any way by being more on camera. And she doesn't have that bug where it's like, you know, she wants to. And also like just naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and she's not. Yeah, she's not creating a brand or anything. So but she, it's not something that she's afraid of, you know. I also feel like with Sam, like when I, I I can see over the years that you've kept all of that very private, that the, I always thought that that was smart because 
of what he does. Like I'm on this like family friendly, like bubble right. gum, like fun channel, like not you guys, but I mean, that audience can be a little intense, a little aggressive, a little insane. And like Sam said, you're like, he, like he, he does what he wants to do and says what he wants to say about people and things. They would then be able to say those things about his family and his kids and it would do nothing. It would do nothing, bring nothing positive. I don't think. You learn that as you go, right? Like when I was younger, I think I was, you know, I would say things about whoever and whatever and whatever was going on, but because you don't realize that like, oh, this affects everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just, it's not just this thing that, well, yeah, I just said it because, oh, the, you didn't like that or, oh, that hurts your feelings or, oh, that, oh, okay. Well then let me, let me just make decisions for me that don't affect other people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you know, we were talking about that, and Scott had an interesting point. Remember about that, Scott, about Nicole on being hits one and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to ask you about that. Like, when you started, you're on that show, then you start going into to ONA, and you, you have some legendary appearances early on there, and it kept going. But does someone from Sirius say, hey, look, like, watch what you say. You're the... Yeah, it's one person. Did you my get that a lot or no? Boss like forbade me from ever going on. My boss at the time, I have a new boss then. But that was him just trying to like sort of protect me. He was like, yeah. like he was like, you can't like separate these worlds. Like the public is the public. You can't like be this on here and be this here. And I'm like, well, yes, I can. Like this is this is who I am. And if I'm on a platform where it's okay to speak like that or share those stories, then who gives a shit? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do that. And that is who I am. And I'm not only and always like bubblegum. I'm actually more the other way. So I kind of rebelled against it a little bit. Um, and now I think it's it's kind of like a, a non-issue. But yeah, like there was there, the powers that be were not thrilled the first few times I went in. No. Sam, what would people be surprised about if, you know, Nicole is in both worlds and a lot of people that, you know, would see you in the Jim and Sam world, what would they be surprised about if you came out, you know, outside and, and they met you like, oh, Sam, Sam was really cool about this. Would there be anything that people would be surprised about a personality trait that you would have outside of, uh, of work? I, I feel like if if for a lot of people, the fact that I'm not some like manipulative monster, like shocks people, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like for, yeah, the, the, and it wasn't necessarily intentional, but people think that like. I'm a horrible person. And if that's the, <laughs> You're and, also very, very sweet. And people don't know that. Like I've, right. told, I've confided in Sam about things over the years that I've told nobody. And he's a really good friend and a really good listener. And he'll, he's always gives me great advice. So like, we, we know he knows how to keep a secret. And that's a great trait yeah. for a friend. Man. For, for two years, apparently. Uh, no, Sam, I think you've... I think years? You've, what am I doing? Years? <laughs> E-Rock? Bagel. The bagel. Oh, my God. Your, your enjoyment, just watching him. <laughs> oh, that was such a good episode. Um, but no, I think you've, I think you've obviously matured, Sam, because when things like Jocktober come up, there's there's uh, there's some... I might say remorse in there, right? As much as there's like, like the greatest radio bit of all time. There's, we miss it, so... feel a little bad uh, looking back, maybe. Yeah, no, I, well, you look, I feel bad if it hurt anybody. Yeah. That would make me feel bad. Like, Did you ever Jocktober us? Oh, they should have. Why not? Well, I mean, there was integrity to Jocktober. Like, you you can't just, like, Jocktober whoever. Like, you're not just Jocktobering the format. Like, if you're doing the format well. Right. And that's the format. Like, and you're doing something. Like, there, like the morning the matchup never has done things without integrity to what they're doing like yeah. like nicole's not, not a, a whole thing. you know you always no. complain about nicole is not, not guys stop guys no right. 
He's a good right. time. Like, it's not a dishonest thing. There were many Jocktober shows that I would listen to and go like, it's not here. Like, I have to start from scratch now. It's, it's a, it was a very involved month. It was like, it was really a lot of work. But yeah, like if it, if it, you know, if it got to the point where it was like disruptive to a person's life, then yeah, I would not want that to be the case. But if it was just like, it's just funny and they're having a good time with it, then, or, you know, whatever, then, you know, that, that would be the goal. I want to ask you guys about Jim's characters. Cause I know Nicole, your son is at least a huge Doug Bell fan. <laughs> Sam, you, and that's, that was one of the things right away with Jim and Sam is like, we're like, Oh, Oh, Jim's, Jim's allowed to do his characters like, you know, going back <laughs> years and, and you, and you guys have been so great with it. But I think, uh, it, the place Jim's at in his life, everything's going so well, but I guess I was a little, a little bummed to hear that he doesn't, he's really not into his characters right now. And is it, is it hard for you not to be like, no, no, you should, you should, you should do those characters because they're phenomenal. Well, for me, I mean, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I've always thought that like the magic of Jim's weird characters is that like, he makes them up and just starts doing them. <laughs> so the idea of trying to dictate like, oh, they're funny. Like, oh, what if what? Like, I would never try to direct right, right, right. right the character involvement. If it's here, great. If it's not. And like they pop up for seconds at a time, like Doug pops up all the time. Like sometimes you don't even see it because there's no cameras on. But like <laughs> there'll be times like <laughs> there'll be times in the studio where like one of the characters faces will show up on Jim and then it'll float away. Like, and it's just one of those For things real? like, yeah, he's like thinking like, of it and he wanted to do it. And then he's right. Like, well, right. Cause he doesn't hide anything. Right. So like, I'll see it. I mean, but if it's not there, it's not there. I'm not going to be like, Hey, does, you know, does Lyle have anything to say? Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. For real. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, it's, it's, uh, are you a little bummed if he kind of like takes a long break? Cause I know you enjoy them so much is why I'm asking. Uh, no, I mean, I always know they'll be back. I, I'm not, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I guess because I'm so, interested in the process whether they're here or not doesn't necessarily bum me out like i mean i do think i really think that we're gonna end up with a not sam doug bell sit down like i really i really do think that 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 will happen like I'm good I, without that I'm i think without that oh i love I it. Need it i need it i need it right too. right like i'm a i'm obsessed with Doug, I feel like I was obsessed with early Chip and then kind of I, I let go of Chip when Chip went to kind of spread his wings. Yeah, he <laughs> like, did. He really did. But like, yeah, I'm very, very like I'll text Jim and go like, hey, I just I'm just watching these old Doug Bells and like they're everything. <laughs> these you are know, these are unbelievable. So, it's so perfect because I think we've all run into a Doug Bell in the industry 100%. Where, where it's exactly that's why you i think you love it so much sam i mean chip is I mean, such an extreme it's also just these little like like going back to nicole when doug bell was telling the story of nicole and getting nicole to introduce him to taylor swift yes and he told nicole nikki he told nikki nikki cute no one calls me nikki in life by course, the way except ever for doug <laughs> but then the, the one like the pure like in his purest form is when nicole introduced oh taylor you know doug and she's like hey who are you and then doug, oh i'm doug bell and then nikki's like 
you said you knew him. Like that's <laughs> that's the moment that I live for. Like, why would you? You said you knew him. Why would you do that? Because oh, so that's the guy. Like, that's the essence. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. That we all know the mooch, the kind of lead. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's funny because I think Jim, you know, I think what I appreciate about Jim, and I think you do as well, is that it's his creativity. I mean, Jeff, the fireman. Master of Fish. What the hell does that mean? And it's and it's <laughs> just so, it's just it's out there, and it's just that's what we love most about it because his characters are out there. So maybe some of them might slip away, but I know we'll have more. I mean, we had Ramish for a brief second, you know. So there'll be more. And he's not he's not bluffing. Like he does. I will see characters in their form, like if we travel or something. Yeah. Like I'll meet a character in an elevator that you guys won't meet for six months because it's not really fully formed yet. But they're always they're always there. Like you know, Jelly's around. You know what I mean? He's always he there. can't help himself. They live right. within him. Right, right, right. So yeah, and I mean, I that's what I love about like Jeff, the fireman, master of fish, <laughs> is that he'll go. He'll announce early in the show. Oh, I've got a costume. Oh, you guys are going to lose your minds. Oh, it's going to be the best costume. And you know it's something, but you just have no idea. Like, knowing Jim, it could be the most elaborate. Like, he mm -hmm. could come in in full Gene Simmons demon regalia <laughs> or, like, the worst or just the most random. Adam Sandler fork boy or something with forks you, out of it. You have no idea like yeah. what it's going to be. And that's that's it's really fun. Nicole, what's your stance on uh, holding grudges? I'm a big, <laughs> massive grudge holder. Clearly, you know that. I, I've always been like that. I don't, I can't help it. I, Matt, I got in the massive fight with Matt last night and he texted me when I was in the studio this morning and said, could we just start fresh and just like have like a, like a nice weekend? I went, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it just not takes done. him, get, he'll get in the car and start, you know, road raging in it and you'll just videotape oh. it and then we're off to the races. I'm leaving right after this. I'm screwed. Text a link to divorce.com. Exactly. Yes, I did <laughs> Just to that. scare him. Just to scare Just him. Just to scare him. It did scare him. And Just... now I can't get them to stop sending me emails. By the way, have you seen, Nicole, I, we haven't talked about this, but like, have you seen the comments that get left? Because like, I try to hashtag and title those clips that we put out with like stuff that'll hit different algorithms. So it's like people who don't know us at all will find these stories. Mm -hmm. And like, there are like, like, you know, like uh, 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 incel dudes that like have found that story of you threatening divorce and like called you a sociopath and all kinds of stuff. It's well, fine. <laughs> yeah, I probably am a little bit of a sociopath. That's the level cool. of success that maybe Scott and I want, but don't want, you know, we don't, we don't <laughs> need that. Me. I got to ask you guys or tell you something that's special to your heart, uh, Sam. And I know maybe it's special to the uh, Coles as well, but you're talking about traveling and I don't know if you saw this, but we, uh, I just traveled recently, Sam. Can you see that? Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's like my when people go like I would like my co-host. Oh, dude. Wait to get that. Who's Wally? I would honeymoon there. Like that's if <laughs> like I don't care about traveling. If you were like you have a week off and it's a week off from everything. Like cuz people <laughs> it's so funny when I get messages cuz we're off the show for a week. And they're like, you guys are so lazy. And I'm on the brink of a breakdown because I'm working so much yeah. <laughs> when the show's not on. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's a problem. But if it was like, you have a full week, 
nothing to do. Like you can do whatever you want. It would be a hundred percent taking a road trip to Wally's and then just driving home. Like that's all that I want to do. Now, now, Nicole, do you know what Wally's is? No, clearly I don't. I'm in the dark per use. That's okay. That's all right. So uh, Wally's and, 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 and its counterpart, Bucky's, which might be a little bit better, are these elaborate truck stops that are just immaculate and they serve barbecue and it just is there and they have you shower want a honeymoon at wally's <laughs> i understand it sam I you gotta google this place it's the most because i've been to a bucky's like when i went to dallas for wrestlemania like on the last day i was like okay i know there's a bucky's in texas i've never gotten to go to a bucky's and it was like 45 minutes out of the way. I was like, maybe I'll go on the way to the airport. But it was literally, you have to pass the airport and go another half hour. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's on the way to the airport. I'm going to the Bucky's. And there was a Raising Cane's right across the street from the oh, Bucky's. I was like, this is dream. This is literally paradise. But I've never, there's only two Wally's locations, I believe. And, uh, and, and so I've never gotten to go, but they look, because I love truck stops i love convenience stores they're my favorite type of stores love is a convenience glory hole he just loves all no, it's that not a sexual <laughs> it's, not it's a... for the sodas for the fago right <laughs> dude they i mean because the wallies nicole yeah. they have this wall i've only seen photos i've never okay. seen it in person but they have this wall of fountain sodas where it's oh. it's everyone that you could think of in life it's coke and pepsi oh, it's I not like just that. one brand that's special right there see that is special. All right, so you need to take me on a date there eventually. To why? I think it's I think it's like right, isn't it like in between like St. Louis and Chicago or something it's, like that? Yeah, it's in between. Yeah, Chicago and uh, Bloomington Normal, where Illinois State University is, and that's why I was down there. So that's yeah, I, I drove right by Pontiac, and I thought every time I see these things, I think of you guys too because I like that's them. Funny. That rolls. <laughs> Speaking of special, and um, after this, I'm going to let you guys get on with your day. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Not Nicole, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet Coop yet, but Sam, I think um, I think you guys are very taken with Coop. I think despite some mental hurdles he may or may not have, uh, you guys really enjoy his brand of humor and what he brings to the show. Is well, he working for you? He's our intern. Oh. He's the best. Like, I just love, like, I love genuine human beings who are not like again like with with nicole like that don't have this sort of okay i'm gonna think of something interesting to tell the guys it's like i want to just talk to you and get exactly what's in your brain and it's <laughs> right. like that's what i want like whoever you are i want to know exactly what's in your brain right now don't try because that's don't try to tell me what i want to hear don't try like just and Coop let is me know killing it. he's Coop killing the game Destroying. Like I actually sent an email to the guys uh, because uh, I had to recently to, I was doing the show without Jim because he was traveling. And so, and it was no co-host. It was just me and the guys and they were all great. And the fact that like we can do a show where like Mike and Travis and Troy all step up to the point yeah. where it's like the show is just moving. It's amazing. But like not only was Coop so good on that show, but it's these little things that I noticed while I'm doing it. I was interviewing Steve-O on that show and he said something and I don't know if it was an accident or Mike did it on purpose, but he gets credit for it regardless. Somebody left Coop's mic on. Oh. And so Steve-O said something and you heard a Coop giggle while Steve-O was talking. And like, as it was going, I was like, that's fucking awesome. 
that Coop's giggle was just in there. Like I love, I love that somebody left Coop's mic on and cause the Coop giggle has become a thing. I think, I think. What does it sound like to it? It's just like a high pitch. It's not even the sound of it. It's just that you know exactly who, what it is. It's authentic. Exactly who made it. And he doesn't laugh at everything. Okay. And he doesn't laugh at things that everybody else laughs at. He only laughs at stuff that specifically he finds funny. And so when you get the Coop pop, like it, it, it's, it's, it's fun. I, I feel like, and you guys can probably speak to that more than I could, but yeah. For sure. I have two little quick things before we let you go on. One's on Coop. Um, you know, he does the up, and mm-hmm. I really want you guys to either go to a show or, or videotape it or something and break it down. I mean, that's probably hard on Coop, but I think he might be up for it. So if that can happen, <laughs> that would be great. And the second thing is, you know, Sam, you get a lot of grief from leaving the room if you're entertaining guests, if you're bored. But I think it goes back to what you just said. It's that authenticity of the person you're talking to. If they're talking about stuff and they're just filling I mean, time, I, you're done. I, I told Nicole, we go out and her husband, Matt, who I've known, literally, I've known Matt Biggins for years and years and years. Yeah. Like, we know each other very well. Very we know well. who each other's interests are. Like, we know who each other are. Like, we get along great. And he starts having, like, small talk dinner conversations yeah, with me. I wanted to set the restaurant on fire. I was like, what are you doing? Like why? It's I, me. Yeah. Like I, I hate yeah. small talk restaurant conversations. Yeah. Like if we're not hitting on something quick, then, you know, maybe this isn't going to happen. But when somebody I know starts doing it, I'm like, do, like, are you a psycho? What, What's why, happening here? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And it's, and it is, you're right. It's very inauthentic. I don't understand it. Well, it's because you're a chocolate chip muffin guy. That's why. There you go. Um, that's the, that's the, that's that was the thing. Like people are like, Sam's a dick. You can't even talk to him about muffins. You can talk to me about anything. <laughs> but when you go, I didn't know you were a chocolate chip muffin guy. It's like, what the? What are you talking about? Like, I asked. First of all, who doesn't like? Like, who would sit there and go? Well, if there's one thing I don't like. It's a muffin with chocolate chips in it. Zero like, people, zero. And it doesn't, I asked for it one time. And now Why it's are like, we talking about it? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, just bring me the muffin, dude. Oh. Why? This oh. isn't a conversation. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Appreciate both of you joining us. Everyone needs to check out the Satisfying Podcast with Sam and Nicole. And thanks a lot, guys. This is great. Sam, we appreciate every time you mention our show on yours as well. So thanks a lot for all the support. I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. Uh, I think you guys do a phenomenal job. And uh, yeah, I think it it elevates what we're doing. The fact that anybody would want to like talk about it and break it down topic by topic is very, very flattering. And uh, and I really appreciate it. Well, we thank you for uh, entertaining us for years. And Nicole, I mean, you brought Sam in here. So, I mean, my goodness, we were just impressed to get you. You know, I mean, we're we're thankful to get you. We had Troy. Troy was fantastic. We've reached out to others, um, gotten some Heismans, you know, no thank you. Yeah. But you've given us you've given us the uh, the OK and then you bring Sam. It's, it's been fabulous. And I can't thank you both enough for joining us in the town square. Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not dog bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.